0: to another episode of the Haskin cast podcast. I am your host Scott Haskin here with another album review this time hitting the third of four album reviews I plan to do for Debbie Gibson. And this one is her third album. Anything's possible. I have to say, as I was putting the show together, um, getting the show notes and all that ready, I was absolutely shocked to discover that although her first two albums went platinum and double platinum, Um, this one did not, this one only hit gold certified in the U S and also in Japan. I, I'm flabbergasted by that because honestly, I think she was really starting to hit a stride here. The theme of anything is possible is such a great theme. This to me just swept the nation, but apparently it didn't. And I'm very surprised by that because I, I think this is just a fantastic album. I talked a lot in the last review about um, hooks and, and um, you know, middle sections and stuff like that. And and I really think there's some great stuff on here. We're going to get into that as we get into the songs. But yeah, I was absolutely shocked. I remember um, I remember when the video for this came out. She was on Regis and Kathy Lee, which, yes, that's Kathy Lee when she was still on the show. So uh, this is certainly dated. This album came out in 1990, which was the year that I graduated high school. Um, so yes, I, I feel like um, I've got some some dust on me <laughs> right now going back and thinking about when this album came out because it was a long time ago. But you know what? You're all going to get there if you're not already. Hopefully anyway. Um but yeah, I really dig this album. I, I this is this and, and the next one that I'm going to cover are uh, for me just really really awesome albums. I was able to recently, just this week actually, find a copy of it on vinyl at a reasonable price. For some reason, um, her first two albums are super easy to find. Of course, with the you know with the platinum status, there was a ton that were issued. Uh, this one and Mind Body and Soul not so much. So, uh, this one I was able to get, but I'm still searching for that last one. If you guys have a good lead on a reasonably priced copy of the original vinyl from Atlantic of mind, body, soul, please let me know. You can reach out to me at Scott at Scotthaskin.com And I'll be excited to hear what you have to say. I will be reviewing that album, uh, before too much longer. I've had um, a crazy rash of things come up. I'm actually recording this one about a month in advance while I'm waiting for some interviews I have scheduled to come up. I thought, well, I've got a little bit of time. Let me go ahead and get this episode done. And that way, when uh, when it comes time, it'll be ready to go and I won't be scrambling to get it done. And, you know, then I don't feel pressure to rush through the episode to uh, to get it done and out there for you guys. So, uh, let's dig in. There are a myriad number of songs are 16 on this album. There are deluxe versions that have even more tracks than that. Um, this one and the next one both have, I believe two, um, studio tracks that were not on the album. They might be Japanese releases. I haven't looked into that. And then, uh, the deluxe albums of course have a slew of, uh, club mixes and alternate mixes and campfire mixes and acoustic mixes and what have you. So if you're into that kind of content, those deluxe albums are very, very much worth buying. If not, I think on iTunes, you can purchase the individual studio songs without purchasing uh, the entire album. So if you have the you know, the regular album and you just want to supplement the studio tracks, that's a less expensive way to go. Although by the time you pay for those tracks, um, if you don't have the album, you might as well just buy the the deluxe edition if you don't have it at all and you would like to get it. So uh, hopefully, you know, what you will hear today might inspire you to do so if you haven't already. And if you already have, then maybe it'll inspire you to uh, get it out and listen to the album again. It might have been a while since you have, uh, but it's good stuff. Um, I don't think I hear any of these songs on the radio, to be honest, or like, you know, when I'm in the grocery store and sometimes they play, um, you know, like they'll play Lost in Your Eyes or uh, something like that. But don't think they play anything off of this album. And again, I would say anything's possible. Uh, another Brick Falls, our first song would be another one that was a, a great kind of thematic song. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really shocked that this album didn't do better, I, I have to say. Uh, but I'm going to quit dwelling on that. What I am going to dwell on is the music, because that's what the most important thing is. It doesn't matter to me uh, how much it sold. What it does matter to is whether the songs are enjoyable or not. Let's get into the first one. Here it is, Another Brick Falls. is such a great album opener excellent tempo uh really kind of upbeat positive even though the whole thing is about you know every time i I do like three things one thing crumbles um it's also that plowing ahead that staying with it that life is always going to have challenges you just have to keep powering through it kind of uh, mentality which i really like there is a, a killer piano solo in here that i really dig And then uh, also the bass line. I absolutely love the bass line on the song. Um, It's kind of giving me ideas of of different ways to approach the bass, actually. But uh, yeah, a really cool song. Great message and great album opener. What more could you ask for in an an album opener? Um, Not much. I I think this is great. Uh, Comes in at three minutes and 57 seconds. Not too long, although one thing one thing with her that i will say is she does tend to repeat choruses a lot um while they are the you know the the pinnacle of the message of the song um she she does do like a lot of chorus repeats and i've noticed that through her albums i think maybe a little bit less on this album um i'll have to kind of think about that as as we go through the songs but um yeah i think the songwriting is really solid here um but check out that piano solo definitely worth um worth the price of admission alone uh, depending on what you paid. now, our next song is, uh, was the first single on it. The, uh, I, I would say the iconic theme, anything is possible. It's a bold move to start your vocals out with the chorus of the song. Um, I always find it interesting when that's done. I want to say that's done more in pop than rock and roll. I don't know about country or anything like that. I don't recall, I can't think of too many country songs that start out with the chorus. There's probably a few, but I don't think that was the standard way of writing. In any case, I think it's a bold move. Um, I think it really works here, though. But just listen to the beginning. I mean, there are so many layers going on. The a couple different bass tones I'm hearing, a couple of different uh, guitar tones in there. It just it just sounds really good. Everything plays off of everything else really really well. I love that structure and uh, and the layers. Um, then the chorus comes in, and then you know, as this uh, clip trailed off, you heard the beginning of the first actual verse of the song. I always thought it was over affected, to be honest. Um, I don't mind the panning left to right during that, but but it, there's so many effects on it. It's really hard to pick out some of the words, and if you can't understand the words of a pop song, then you have an issue because that's kind of you know the biggest drive of a pop song are the lyrics. So uh, I I I always thought it was a neat idea, but it just kind of went maybe a little too far if it's distorting you know the the phrasing then um it's too much. but I like the idea behind it um I used to think it was a ping pong delay, but now that I'm hearing it, it's actually just panning um from left to right, but there's there's something on there I don't know if they're using a filter or what um I'm not sure exactly how they're achieving it, but there's something else going on in there um it may have been. Tracked separate, uh, the words might have been tracked separately too. Um, that's very possible um, because it sounds like they're kind of on top of each other. An interesting effect, nonetheless. Um, but I love the pitching there, um, and I love that it has just kind of a little haunting reverb on it. Uh, I think the panning from from left to right is pretty cool for each line. But um, yeah, just kind of over affected. Um, overall, the song's good. It's it's uh, got. If I remember the video right, there's a really cool dance sequence in there. That um, I mean, because you know she was also a very visual performer, and um, as I was listening to this, something kind of dawned on me. So this album came out in 1990, and then Mind Body Soul I think was 91 or 92, and she's really always been known as an 80s pop star. And I'm like, I guess maybe that's because the two biggest albums were in the 80s, although they were towards the latter part of the 80s, and. Uh, I don't know, but she, she did so much more after that, that it's interesting that, that she's considered eighties when I think eighties, uh, I really kind of tuned out, um, I want to say around 86 and it was, you know, like after the British new wave invasion was, was kind of winding down and, um, MTV was starting to get a little bit boring and, and that like those first few years of the eighties were great. And then I don't know if I just got busy with other things or, or just really kind of stopped paying attention to things in general, but I, I I don't recall being that excited about new music coming out anymore, unless it was kind of the bands that I had settled into the, by that point, like, you know, Deep Purple, Uriah Heave, that kind of thing. Um, obviously, Zeppelin wasn't coming out with anything new. Um, Sabbath, I don't think I was really following their career, um, just Mob Rules and Born Again. So I don't I don't really recall... I know I was really into the Beatles too, around then too. So I don't know. I, I, I think I just kind of lost interest in the new stuff that was coming out. It wasn't really exciting me very much. Um, around this time I probably would have been into more, uh, metal like, um, you know, cause I was playing in, in a metal band at the time, probably more into stuff like that, more local. I think I was listening to more local bands than I was anything else. So, um, Yeah, it's interesting that she's considered primarily an 80s pop singer when she did so much more from 90 on than she did in the 80s. Very strange. But like I said, those were her two uh, huge, successful albums. So maybe that's why. Maybe that's why people associate her with that. Um, But in any case, uh, a a really good song. Um, it, It really has such a great message, something that I think we all need to remind ourselves from time to time that, you know what? If if something can be done, if something's been done, it's been done by somebody. If it's been done by somebody, it can be done by somebody else. And that somebody can be you. No reason it can't happen. Um, life has a lot of crazy circumstances. Sometimes, like another brick falls, it kind of gives you the idea that yeah, you have to push through. So if you put these two songs together, anything's possible, but it's not always going to be easy. You know, you have to uh you have to work at it. Life's not ever going to be you know, just constantly easy. You might have easy moments or easy, uh, situations or accomplishments, but life in general, not going to be easy. So, uh, I think these two songs play really, really well together. I think the order of them is perfect. Um, because it's like anything's possible after you've, you know, pushed through and and realized what life really is. So uh, a really cool combination of things. One of my favorite songs is up next. I just love the feel of the song. I, I, I'll see if I can pinpoint why, but I just think it's a cool song. It's called Reverse Psychology. I think that part right there has a lot to do with why I like this song so much. I think it's just such a cool transition. Um, this song also is a drum machine percussion party. Uh, there's so much going on. I remember reading uh, Lamont Dozier, I think, did a lot of the percussion programming on this album, too. Um, yeah, it's it's a really cool thing. Um, I, I like the feel of the song. I think it's got a lot of great elements to it. Um, There's a lot of little sounds thrown in there, which she's pretty good at. But I think especially in this song, um, just things that make it more fun. And um, yeah, it's, it's just a cool song. You know, I really enjoy it. It's got a great groove to it. It's a good tempo. You know, three songs in, we've got three really good tempos to start the album off with. And um, yeah, I really enjoy this one. I think the vocal performance is especially good. One thing that I've never really been a big fan of, but I, I've just kind of come to accept, especially in pop music, is just the constant vocals um, where there really don't need to be vocals, where music could come forward a little bit and, um, and carry the song. But there's that need for pop singers to make sounds. Um, this is a good example of that because there's just like constant vocals in the song. Um, for me personally, I, I get a little tired of that. I mean, you've got the ability to write great music. You've brought in some really talented players to record your album. Let them shine a little bit, you know. I mean, there's guitar solos and you know good piano solos and stuff. But um, you know, every song should have a little bit of break from the vocals. I think. Um, it, it's it's kind of that thing that drives me nuts about Steven Tyler. You know, Corey Morris and I do the um, Backtracks Aerosmith Revisited podcast. And uh, I haven't I haven't actually felt that way in, in a while, at least from the date I'm recording this. I don't know from the date it, it comes out versus what's going on on that show, because we only record about a week ahead on that one. But um, yeah, there's just this constant Steven Tyler to go, hey, I'm still here. Hey, I'm still here. Hey, I'm still here. You know what, dude, you've got great musicians in your band. Let them shine a little bit, too. You're not the only one here. We know you didn't get fired between the last chorus and the end of the solo. So just, you know, relax. Um, I kind of feel the same thing with this song. There's just like this constant ooh, ooh, kind of vocals in there, which, you know, it's not bad for the song, but it's like, let the song breathe a little bit. You don't need to be everywhere every second. Um, If you want to do that stuff live, okay, that's a different story. But in the studio, I I find it to be somewhat unnecessary. Um, But a great song, nonetheless. I really like it. And that brings us to our next song called One Step Ahead. the opening to the song. Uh, It's killer with that percussion, especially the the low tom that they're hitting. It sounds like, I I don't know if that's a little bit of distortion. I thought there was a little phaser on there, but it doesn't sound like it. Uh, Whatever they've done to it, uh, whatever processing they've done, it sounds really, really good. It also might have just been the sample Uh, drum machines in the 90s were, they were crazy. (laughs) There's no doubt about it. They didn't have the quality of samples that we have now, but they still had some really good stuff. And especially a lot of out of the box thinking on some of those kits. Uh, So it it may have just been that, but I have a feeling it was, it was processed. It just sounds to me like it was processed, but uh, either way, the sound is really cool. Love the groove of it. Um, Carries through the whole song, really. Um, Definitely some good parts. There's a little bit of uh, Debbie kind of doing some rap. You know, um, I don't know if it, if it statistically qualifies as rap or not, but there's definitely some talking parts in here with, uh, with a beat behind it, which to me, that's rap. Um, nothing like Eminem would say, but I mean, it, it's definitely stays within her, uh, her lane of, of brand messaging and that sort of thing. But, uh, it, it's definitely, um, different and, uh, just kind of becomes part of her, her thing, at least for a while. Um, I, I don't know if it was the people that she was working with influenced that or if it was just something that she was really into at the time. But in any case, I mean, it, it really works for the song, I think. Um, but it's a cool song, you know, it's, uh, it's just keeps this energy all the way through it. Um, there's just these nice little bells, uh, in there that, that you hear, not like really deep, like tubular bells, but really tinkly, pretty bells, um, that just add a, a little flavor to it. And, uh, kind of, um, balance that lower rhythmic side out a little bit. Uh, again, great bass work, uh, on this song. Um, really love the way that, that, uh, her bass and, and percussion comes out. I think that's one thing that she really focuses on. I don't know. She might even write that first. I have no idea. I don't know what her songwriting process is. I would guess probably works with melody first being a piano player, uh, and a singer, but I don't know. I, I have absolutely no idea. Uh, but great song one step ahead. Um, Our next song is called Stand Your Ground. Yeah, this is another one with just an absolute killer bass line on it. Um, If I could play half as good as they could program, I'd be a pretty incredible bass player, I have to say. Uh, Nowhere near it. But in any case, it's uh, it's a cool song. This is the first one where we're kind of bringing the tempo down, but yet there's still so much going on. It doesn't feel like the tempo is as slow as it is because it's just a busy song. Um, Great message. Again, you know, um, just keep pushing forward. Don't let anybody get in your way it really like this whole album has just got this running theme to it so far. And I'm like, well, most of it anyway, but I mean, I'm just like, how is this not, you know, like on, on the best all time anthems, you know? And, and I don't know, it just kind of baffles me, but in any case, uh cool song, there's a part, I think like halfway through the, the breakdown, which is, is kind of like mostly rap again, um, where she goes, yo, and it just, it cracks me up every time. Cause like, she is so not ghetto. If you, if you've ever heard an interview or anything with her, like that, it just feels so out of place, you know. But you know, sometimes what happens is you wear a different type of clothing or you are in a different environment or you're hanging out with different people, and you kind of meld into something else that maybe isn't within your typical character. And uh, you know, it, it could very much be she's in the studio. And the the particular people that are there with her, or that are working with her or whatever, just inspired this moment. And she was caught up in it. I don't know. But as a listener standing outside of all of that without any visual reference, um, I don't know why it's just always cracked me up that she said that. But this is a cool song. i um, not, you know, not a favorite on the album because it's just kind of um, a mellow track. And normally I don't like synth brass very much. Um, but that was actually a cool opening. I really liked the tears of, of that, uh, of that opening was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, a, another good song. I I would say um, not a favorite, but not one I would fast forward past or, or skip if I were listening on CD. I say fast forward because I, I think, no, I did have this album on CD. Um, I might've put it on cassette because I don't think I had a CD player in the car. Yeah, that's probably what happened. I probably put it on cassette. Um, But I think I had the CD because I knew eventually I'd have a CD player. So, um, yeah, good song, though. Stand Your Ground. Great message. Great message. Our next song is called Deep Down. Deep. That is a lot of vocals, a lot of layering. And um, some of it, I would say, unnecessary. Like, I don't, I I can't say it's right or wrong the way people feel music because that is a very individual thing. I could say, as somebody who creates and produces music, um, that vocally is a little bit over the top for me. Those high notes, you know, I, I get that she has the talent to do them. I don't think they necessarily fit this. I think it could have been a much more elegant opening and, and a little bit more um, emotional and powerful without that. I think that was a distraction for me anyway. Um, but the rest of it was really cool. I like the the choir underneath of her. Um, really, some of the, the basic layers of that opening were really, really cool. But it was so long that, you know, you're you're what, 45 seconds in before you get into the uh, the song. So, um, yeah, this is one that overall I I never really listened to a whole lot. I heard it a couple times and uh, it became a a skip song for me. I don't think there's anything particularly amazing about it. I don't think there's anything bad about it other than that uh, over the top vocal. But um, it's just not a song that really gripped me or excited me too much. I think it's an album track and um, I'm not I'm not a fan of that per se, uh, but i'm sure there's a lot of people that really dig the song it's probably good for dancing or, or or whatever but um just not a song that really did too much for me um but the opening is cool aside from uh you know a couple of those layers uh, also the bass guitar on this there's some you know slap and pop in there which is really nice um it, as always i mean her her um her percussion and bass are are just spot on but i think it's the vocals that really ruin it for me because there's just so much of it throughout the song a lot of do do do, do 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 kind of stuff that, you know, again, you've got a, a whole bunch of instruments at your disposal. Let them balance out the vocals. Um, I get that you're a singer, that this is a solo album, but that doesn't mean that vocals need to cover every square inch of the, of every song. Um, so moving on to our next one, this is called, It Must Have Been My Boy.
1: Two, three, four. i yeah. a
0: This song, boy, how do I feel about it? Um, it's not bad, but there's a huge missed opportunity, I think, in this song that that it was heading towards and just didn't end up going that direction. Um, there was the beginning of what looked like it was going to be a sweet bass solo, but all we got was just a little fill in instead. Um, then there was, of course, you know, just talking vocals and stuff, uh, over that part. And, uh, there was really no instrumental section. And I think that this song really could have used one, um, another one where it's just like, it's just too much space with vocals on it. You know, um, the song doesn't really get to breathe at all. And I think that's a shame because instead of one of the choruses, they could have taken that out and just put in a, a really nice solo section with uh with something kind of danceable behind it, maybe just a, a change in, in there. Um it was right on the cusp with that. It just they just chose not to go in that direction, which I think is is such a shame because it it really, really could have benefited the song in my opinion. Um overall, like I said, it's it's not bad. Again, it's it's not a favorite, I think, because it doesn't have that. It um had it it just hurts that they didn't do that. But uh in any case they went with what they went with and uh, here we are. So that, uh, we'll just leave it at that. We'll move on to our next song. And I think what I'm going to do is I think I'm going to break this review into two parts. I'm looking at the time we're already at a half an hour. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to do that. So we'll hit uh, one more song, which would be the end of side a, this one's called lead them home. My dreams. So this song actually is is kind of long. It's uh five and a half minutes, but it does go by kind of quick for me. Um, I think it's got um, uh, just a, a great feel to it. Again, I really like the mood of this song. not so much covered by vocals every second. There are a lot of delays on the vocals though, as you may have noticed. Um, but it, it blends very nicely. I think it's almost um, it, it just works well in this song. I think it's it's an effect that can be very overused, especially on vocals. But for some reason, this song, I think it it really, uh, it, it just works very, very well. I think the particular delays that they used because uh, there's all different kinds, there's all different speeds, how often does it repeat, how quick does it fade, that sort of thing. Um, a lot of different tricks that you can use, but I think they've really honed into something very nicely. This actually, you know, it's funny, I've been talking about or thinking in my head about how great the uh, bridges are on this album. And I think most of them must be on the second side, because this is the first one that I really think stands out um, more so than the other ones. Although I I should have, uh, I should say Reverse Psychology has a pretty good one. But um, I'm going to play it for you, because I think it it just goes to show how you can put diversity in a song and how you can break things up a little bit. Um, I think it's really cool. So here is that bridge. Yeah, I really like that. I think it just had such a nice change to the song, especially, I mean, if you're going to have a five and a half minute song, you've got to have some different stuff in there. You can't just do the same stuff, you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus through the whole song and, and expect people to stay checked in the whole time. It just doesn't work. Um, even in 1990, people's attention spans weren't quite what they were when you could do a 10 or 12 minute song in the 70s. Uh, so I think that's a nice change. I love that guitar picking at the end as it bridges back into um what's going to be i think the the chorus if i'm not mistaken um but really cool part yeah i really like that um and i love that it leads into that almost genesis feeling part with the guitars in there really cool stuff and uh that's that's what i think of that kind of writing style when i think of this album and the next one is is just those kind of things that she would throw in there So, um, it's interesting because I've never really sat down and actually analyzed this stuff before. So as I'm doing this for the first time now, picking out little things like, wow, there's way too many vocals here, or this one thing is kind of killing it for me, or here's something that makes this work for me. Um, it's very interesting, especially for myself, someone who, you know, I've been listening to this album since it came out. So, you know, 30, what, 33 years. Oh my God. So, um, it's interesting because I'm, I'm gaining a different perspective on it, especially because I I wasn't um, you know in 1990 had I even written a song yet? I think I had written one one song on my own. I mean, I would written with bands or with my brother, but I had never written a song like a full song on my own except for one. So um, really, this is is a, a, a completely different mindset that I'm attacking this with. Also, because I, I'm a much more experienced songwriter and musician than I was then. Um, yeah, it's fascinating, but in any case, um, I think this is a great song. I think it's a great song to end side a with one. That's a little bit longer one that could just kind of carry out the side and, um, just, just go the distance and make you want to flip it over and listen to the next song. Or if you're on CD, just go to the next one because there's no drama in uh, the end of side a, when it comes to a CD. In fact, uh, Sometimes it almost feels weird because you have bands that strategically put songs at the end of side A and then on a CD, it's like that, that doesn't even exist. You know, it's, it's a different thing. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a weird world that, that whole medium conversion, But in any case, uh, good stuff. Good stuff. I hope you guys have enjoyed what we've dug into so far. I personally like Side B a lot better. So when I get around to doing the second half of this review, um, we'll be getting into songs that I think are a little more my territory. And um, we'll see you guys in the next one. I hope you guys have a great week. See you soon. Cheers.